uh, way to get me to do something is tell me not to. And I, I'm just I'm I'm just a hole like that. Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 257. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is writer, journalist, dog mom, the smart and stacked Christian cutie, Jessica Salaji. Thanks so much for that, Dave. Not my words. No. Thank God for that I, too. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I d- disagree with with, with 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 anything. Just uh, uh, <laughs> that's an odd position to be in, isn't it? Yeah. That- if, if I if I if I say I disagree, I, I'm an a hole. If I say I agree, I'm a creeper. So it's okay, so it's okay to disagree. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, so Dave sent me a Substack newsletter thing from this guy who goes by Kevin H. of the Cobb Way Sentinel. Um, and he basically, like, just aggregates um, content and, like, rebundles it in a way that is supposed to be enticing, I guess. Um, and he spent a good amount of time talking about my looks and my body and then said congrats um she helped nab a wayward warden in tattnall county so um what you did i i don't know if i did i mean i don't know if i had anything to do with it i just was reporting on all of it but he said it cuts like a knife um and he which means he listens to the show and refers to cheesecake journalist I don't know if that's supposed to be a compliment or not. I don't either. I don't, you know. Uh, I, I I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but the fact that he makes made the exact same corny pun that I did on the name Brian Adams. I mean, he could have given me given me something, you know, the fat and dashing Dave Roberts. Well, maybe. And I'm not subscribed, so I mean, this doesn't mean anything, but maybe you need to subscribe to a Substack because it said news, gossip, rumors, humor, and loathing in Cobb County, Georgia. So perhaps you just need to make yourself more known to him. Oh, yeah, I'll pass. I hate to, I, uh, uh, I hate to have to hear what he says about me if you're the cheesecake uh, journalist. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I don't know if that was meant to be a compliment uh, 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 about your looks, that, that you're a treat, or if it's an insult that uh, uh, about, about uh, cheesy journalism. I have no idea. Yes, but the but, way he writes, I don't care, so. And I, I wasn't really uh, uh, looking for that. I was looking for another story, and you know, I, I, I popped your name in because I, I was going to go through uh, – Go through your stories to, for for the show, and this and that thing popped up, and I and I laughed so hard, so I, I sent it to you and Eric, Kevin H. Thank you. But I I, I am remiss. This week we have Doctor Cool's cancellation, checking ID for an addictomy, not weed restrictions, 
and the death of Fun Bill. And if we get to it, Pants Ablaze. So how was your week? It was better than yours. Want to talk about it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So right after we recorded, I mean, within hours, uh, you and I got the got a video sent to us, and it was of a Paulding County deputy. I don't even know what the wrestling move is. I've heard body slam. I've heard suplex or whatever. But <clears throat> what had happened was, all right, so this guy's walking down, walking down the road. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's still dark. It's, this is March of last year. Uh, he matches the description more or less, of somebody who had been breaking into cars. So uh, Deputy McMasters, <clears throat> who I don't know, uh, not that I've never run into him, just because uh, it's more than possible that, that he and I have interacted before, but I, I don't know him, stops this guy, and right off the bat is fairly combative. Stopping this guy, uh, so much so that when you watch the video, and I'm sure most, many of our listeners have, have seen the video, stops him. He's, he's walking down the road. He's got a hoodie on. That's about the only, the only description you get is he, he's a white guy with a hoodie, <clears throat> which is not the best description for, for stopping somebody. But stops him, and the guy's shocked. You know, first thing he's got to do is pull an earbud out to hear what the deputy's saying. Because it's like 6 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And the deputy immediately is is detaining. I'm detaining you. It never tells him why. Uh, The the thing was handled, I think, poorly from from the beginning. doesn't say, excuse me, sir, you happen to match the the description of somebody who was breaking into some vehicles. Uh, Can I talk to you? None of that. Just says, I'm detaining you. And gets him, gets him on the hood of the car and was taking his backpack off of him. The guy stands up, takes his hands off the car, never makes, never makes, in, in my opinion, an aggressive move. And Big Masters uh, picks him up and slams him on the pavement, cracking the guy's skull, breaking his collarbone. Uh, he was uh, reportedly in the hospital for nine days after that. Uh, charged the guy with obstruction. He was not the person they were looking for. Uh, apparently, in the extended version that includes the the body cams and all that stuff, which I haven't seen, and, I'm, and I, honestly, I'm not going to watch. Um, he continues to taunt this guy when he's got blood coming out of his ears. Uh, they review the surveillance video of the guy who is who is casing and breaking into cars, and the person that was stopped had work boots on. And the person that they were looking for had like neon colored shoes. Uh, it's it's March. It's still chilly outside of at, at, at that hour. Not not that we would we would know anything about that the last the last week of February we've had that's been eighty something degrees. But he, he had reason to have a hoodie on. It, it's chilly out. It's 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 March. Uh, it's 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 before uh, before the sun really comes up. And the and make it, the the story gets worse from there. So on the last show, I talked about taking a sheet cake over to the sheriff's department and 
uh, getting a getting a picture with the chief deputy and all that stuff. Well, they, the sheriff's department put that on their page, and then the uh, video dropped. As they often do with, like, I mean, that's pretty common for when somebody donates any type of food or brings treats or something. They Most sheriff's offices will post about it. So it's not like you got special treatment on that. Right. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> that that's a thank you, and and again, this is something that was that was started by uh, Kirsten Davis, and she actually said something on on the press release that I had to drop. I guess I can't get you for cookies for cops next year, but <clears throat> so from that post, the I don't know what you call them, social justice warriors or keyboard commandos, came after my company, came after Doctor Cool. Was saying, uh, don't do business with him. I hope you got a business. He, they support pol- police brutality, and then posting the video on. And I'm not, I, I'm not very good on social media for for Doctor Cool, you know. <clears throat> so I don't have a whole lot of posts. But they started flooding my posts with stuff. So that that's what led to me dropping a dropping a press release on it. Uh. I said the same thing I'll say here, which is I support law enforcement. Ninety nine percent of of the police that are out there are are in it for the right reason. But you do have that one percent of people who are on a on a power trip. McMaster's has the nickname apparently of McTaser, because he is quick to go to less than lethal. Uh, on folks, he's also <clears throat> not exactly svelte anymore. So, the guy they stopped is maybe 150 pounds. The uh, deputy McMaster's pushing 300. So he's he's wrestling well below his weight class here. I don't know if he's so quick to use a taser and physical stuff because he just doesn't want to run because it seems like exercise. And look, the things they say on the sheriff's Facebook page, fine. But they they decided that Dr. Cool needed to be canceled. They did. And it happened it quite was, quickly. It did. <clears throat> I, you, you and I were unaware of the, of the video when when we recorded last week, I hadn't seen it. I think, I think Matt Lowe sent it to us sometime in the afternoon of the day we recorded. We're like, Oh hell. And someone else sent it to me via email, but I had kind of checked out for the day and I was like super, you know, I don't live near there. I wasn't watching TV and I didn't, I wasn't checking social media. So for all intents and purposes, I was off the grid. Yeah, and I, and I don't I don't typically tune into the five o'clock news, you know, to to, to see what's going on. Uh, I did last week. I think it was Monday. Uh, tape the five o'clock news on Channel Two ABC because they were doing something on Glock switches, and I know somebody used to make them legally and sold them to police departments and and militaries uh, around the world. So I was I was curious. So I, I I taped the that show, and as I'm fast forwarding through all the BS that that is local news, I see a guy going live from Paulding County. I was like, oh hell! And 
I will say Paulding County has poorly handled this from the go, from the get go. It, it, this has been very poorly handled. Maybe one uh, of the worst um, post use of force handlings I've ever seen, truthfully. Right. We don't hear anything from them. It happened in March of 2022. So we're talking 11 months later. They only made a public statement once the video became public. According to Channel 2, the the story that I saw, McMaster's was disciplined, but it was for his language. Mm Mm-hmm. He continued, uh, apparently he continued to call the guy names and and taunt him and everything else, even after his skull is cracked and he's in handcuffs in the back of the car waiting for an ambulance. He continued to taunt the guy. You know, why are you crying? You're older than I am and stuff like that. So <clears throat> leadership was aware of, of the video and got him for, you know, gave him a letter of reprimand for his language being inappropriate not for cracking the dude's skull <clears throat> so we, we fast forward to february t- uh, 2023 the video gets released and now the sheriff's department is our sheriff's office is playing catch up We're releasing a, a statement which for 80 percent of that statement was perfect until and the then end. they, and then they get to the end, and it, and, and I, it's it's tough because the people who are in charge of there are my friends, uh, I I I like and respect uh, Sheriff Gulledge, uh, Chad Hunton, who is the who's in the picture with me, who's a super great guy, who's the chief deputy, the public inf- information officer, uh, uh, Ashley Henson. Super good guy. I've 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 known these guys for years. In fact, Chad sits on the uh, Shepherd's Rest board with me. But I don't know when this decision was made. But I've said many times, <clears throat> the crime is never as bad as the cover up. Uh, I said that about Watergate. You know, Watergate as as the break in scandal really wasn't the story. It was the cover-up. You know, had they just come out and said, uh, those operatives, uh, yes, they, they, they were working on the re-election campaign. Uh, they were not working under our direction and hanging them out to dry. It had been done with, and uh, Nixon would have finished out his second term. Same thing's true here. Had they put uh, uh, Deputy Diabetes on administrative leave and immediately referred to the GBI, it it would have been over and done with. But they didn't. But even if they hadn't done that, what they did after it became public has just been abysmal. It really is. I mean, uh, Ashley Henson, who's the public information information officer. Now, I don't know how edited the clip was that I saw on on that news clip, but... He said uh, he did not. Com- he was not compliant. 
And while technically that may be true because he, he did stand up after he was told to put his hands on the car, the the reaction was was beyond anything that I've seen with, with legitimate law enforcement. Uh, generally speaking, when we see videos like this of stopping somebody who's a, who's a suspect, somebody you want to talk to, you put your lights on, which, which uh, uh, McFaddy did, and you go up and you just talk to him. Hey, man, uh, c- can I talk to you for a minute? You happen to match the description of somebody we're looking for. Can I talk to you for a minute? Make sure you're not him. And go from there and explain why you, you're stopping him. Explain that you happen to make you happen to look like the guy, and we can we can talk from there. But that's not what Mc, what McMaster's did. He immediately grabs the guy and starts treating him like he's guilty, and mm-hmm. it never explains why he's detaining him. I'm detaining you. Guy asks why. I'm a, I'm just I'm on my on my way to work. Again, it's six o'clock in the morning. It's, it's the time when school buses are on the road. It's the time, you know, it's the time when people go to work. Um, <clears throat> and it's something that uh, Chad Hunt and I talked about when I was when I was <laughs> presenting the cake that I've caught so much hell over is using your head and your mouth in, in avoiding conflict. And I think this would not, this wouldn't be anything but a, a, a day where he was ten minutes late for work. Had McMaster's just said, "This is why I'm stopping you. You know, I'm going to detain you for a minute just so I can clear you, uh, and and then it, it, it that 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 would have been fine." But but McMaster's from the beginning in that video is confrontational. And that's, I don't think he has the temperament for law enforcement. Do I think he meant to, to crack his be- the dude's bean? No. I, no, I don't, he, I don't... he meant to, to throw his weight around, quite literally. Um, but that's it. And yeah, I've, uh, I've fielded dozens of private messages onto the Dr. Cool Facebook account, uh, I'm not even addressing anything on the sheriff's page with the with the post on there. Uh, and, and look to the to the credit of of Ashley Henson and and Chad Hunton, they 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 both I've, I've spoken to both of them, and they're both like, man, I'm I'm sorry, this is falling out on you. And do you want me to take it down? And at this point, I'm like, screw them. Well, at this point tr- too, it doesn't do anything. Then you look. I think it would look worse. You didn't do anything wrong, so. Yeah, and 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 look, I, I I'm not going to bow to the cancel to cancel culture. Uh, way to get me to do something is tell me not to, and I, I'm just I'm I'm just an a hole like that. So the more people push, the the more I'm like, no, I'm not telling them to t- take it down. Uh, I I have cleaned up the comments on every other post on on Doctor Cool's page besides the post with the press release. And if they want to make if they want to make comments on the press release, fine. But these comments are coming from people who don't a lot of them from who don't even live in Georgia. Well, it's like uh, when I found myself in a pickle with Officer TikTok in Guyton, and all the hating comments and racist, vile comments were coming from at least a hundred miles away. 
not one person who regularly reads the site or in your case would use your services. Um, yeah, had a, had, had a guy from North Florida say he'd never use me again. Well, okay. And somebody from Ohio saying he'd never use us. Okay. And look, Dr. Cool has not been financially hurt by this. It's a tremendous pain in the ass mm-hmm. uh, to even have to address it. Uh, you know, I, and look, I, I can I can say, you know, w- without without compromising integrity, that yes, I support the vast majority of of law enforcement that go out and do their jobs with the servant's heart, and I will continue as as long as as long as I have a voice to speak out when they screw up. You know, whether it's the GDC or it's the the sheriff's office that that threw the guy in the freezer out in Alabama. So well, when the, when they screw up, we're gonna we, we hold them accountable. The suggestion, though, that you should be held accountable for—I mean, I understand. Like the it, you you all you did was a good deed at the wrong time, and if we all were held accountable for helping or caring or donating to people. For the at the wrong time or before the wrong time being before they did something wrong, we would all <laughs> we would all be canceled. Yeah, it, it was unfortunate timing for me. Uh, and look, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't want them to take the post down or or anything else. Uh, I, I. And, and and Kirsten actually said something on on my page. I guess I can't get you for cookies for cops next year. No, I absolutely will do it again. Absolutely. It was it was just just something nice, just something nice to do. It's just a, an appreciation because look, in Paulding County, we don't pay as much as Cobb. Uh, we don't. There. There are a lot of places that that somebody who's post certified can go and make more money. The difference with what we have out here is generally a public that supports law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you take a job working for for Atlanta, ninety percent of the people that you run into, if you're not in Buckhead or one of the nice places, already doesn't trust you out here. It's completely the opposite. We have ten percent of people who are disgruntled and and hate cops for being cops, but ninety percent of the people generally are the guys who will. I see it all the time. We'll see see an officer in line at Wendy's will pay for his meal or something like that, because we're that kind of community. Well, and, and the I, argument I, immediately jumps to well, all the cops who didn't say anything about him um, didn't. They're in the wrong. And to that, I would say this. Um, the attorneys in the case did not even get the video for almost a year through the discovery process. So none of us would have been able to get the video unless it was leaked from the person who from a person who worked in the solicitor's office or a person who worked in the sheriff's office and had access to it. Like it would have just been unfounded claims of something happening and having no proof to back it up. So while I 
I can understand the sentiment. There's not there's nothing they could have done that would have accelerated the process because even the guy who was thrown around and is now suing the county didn't have any of that content until right before it came out. And I do want to clear one thing up of something that's been circulated around social media, this idea that, all right, he was charged with obstruction. I I think the charge is bogus, but he's charged, he's charged with, with obstruction of a, of a police officer. The charges were never dropped. There's an accusation that the charges were dropped until he filed a lawsuit and then they picked him back up. That's not what happened. That's absolutely not what happened. It, uh, it's in our new state court with the solicitor who's in a, in a new office. Um, it, the charges were absolutely never dropped. So I, I, and that's, I, I got that from the public information officer. Uh, I, bef- before I, I relay any information, I, I like to independently verify. I, I had heard that was the case from people who were around the office but not from the office. So I, I got it verified from Ashley Henson that that's absolutely not true. Do I, do, do I wish that the, the office had handled it better? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and McMaster's is off the road now. He's, he's on desk duty, but that Which probably, probably where he belongs. 11. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not the he's the kind of guy that you put at a courthouse or um, in an administrative duty and where it's a little less. He's the kind of guy you put in Weight Watchers. Well, I'm just saying if he if they're not going to fire him, they need to limit his interaction with the public because it's not. I mean, well, yeah, he doesn't have the temperament for it. And I, I, honestly, I don't want him working with inmates either. Right. If that's, if that's it, yeah, if that's his go-to move. Or serving warrants. Now, I don't know if I said, the, the best comment I saw, now look, if you're going to insult me, make it funny, is after seeing uh, uh, Chad and me together, uh, they said he should have brought, they should be eating Valentine's Day salads instead of cake. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's objectively. If, if if you're gonna make fun of me, make it funny. I, I, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I call, I call myself fat all the time, and look, when I call my masters fat, trust me. If I call somebody fat, they're fat. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm not saying that McMaster should should be thrown in jail and and never see the light of day again, but he sh- he should be held responsible for his actions. And of course. Yeah, people are calling for suspending, uh, are, are looking for a way to get out of his uh, uh, qualified immunity, in which I don't think they will. Also, if it, when you're filing a lawsuit, you go after the deepest pockets. The deepest pockets lie with the county, not with this 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 road deputy. Well, I, I, you know, pe- people are out for blood. They, they they want his life ruined forever. They are, and if. You know, the GBI very well may make all the decisions for the sheriff's office and leave them no choice but to terminate him. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, the GBI is unpredictable in, in that sense because they are so different in different offices around the state. Um, they're also a little bit political in some offices more than others. And with the political with that outcry, you just you just never know. But they may make a decision that makes all of the rest of the decisions for Gary Gulledge, but um, if they don't, I think that 
the sheriff's office is going to have a really hard time um, restoring public trust. I agree. And here's the thing. When you look at the entire body of work of Gary Gulledge, what he has done for the county has been outstanding. Um, and, and one of my personal things that, that, that I talk about with Gary Gulledge is he took them out of BDUs, out, out of fatigues, uh, and put them in uniforms because he wanted outside of SWAT and dog handlers. But he put them in uniforms and button downs because he wanted his deputies to be easily identified as somebody who's here to help. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't want a private police force or private military force. He wanted his deputies again, outside of SWAT, outside of dog handlers, to look professional and look like somebody who's there to help. He's done an outstanding job of that. He's done, uh, even to the point where, lead by example, there was a video video of of Gary stop, himself stopping and putting lights on and helping someone change a tire. Uh, and and with that example, we we find that that our deputies are don't just drive past somebody trying to change a tire, but, but you know put lights on behind them so some, nobody hits them, and 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 render aid. And overall, his the body of work for for Gary Gulledge is outstanding. I do not like the way his office has handled this particular situation. You know. I I don't know what in the end will will if if this will damage his his legacy. And we gave, and I say we as as a community gave Gary the jail that he that we needed because it was him. Because we trusted him as a proper steward of the taxpayers' money. And I, I was one of the loudest people stumping for it because we, we had to have a new jail. The, the old jail was was so outdated. It was uh, the the facilities were falling apart. It was never meant to last as long as it did. So we had to have this new jail. But but it, it, he wanted it to be a bond referendum. He wanted it to be on the ballot, and he didn't want the the board of commissioners signing off on, on it by themselves. He wanted the people to be able to say. You know, we're going to give you give you this new facility, and that and that's what we did. Is we did it because of the reputation that Gary Gulledge has in this in this community, and and, and I tell you, I, as 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 a, as a man, I I respect the hell out of Gary Gulledge and and his leadership uh, uh, core that 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 I've gotten to know the the last I don't know eight nine years. Is is his example of of being a public servant really made his way down the chain of command. Yeah. I don't know. But I just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But we're way too long on, on, uh, why Dave sucks and his company should be shut down. Mm-hmm. So we have the dichotomy of parental decision versus the state prohibition. Yeah. So show star, at least for this legislative session, Cardin Summers, we've talked about him last week, um, the senator from Cordial, has pushed or dropped a bill and it had a hearing last week on something that, as I was pulling the article on it, I was like, huh, this is a super interesting 
question. So basically the short of the bill, the summary is that, um, well, so it's Senate it has, Bill 140, but what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pro- prohibiting transitioning, which, okay. Uh, transgenderism, making, codifying. Sex, sexual yeah, reassignment sex, surgeries. Yeah, sex changes to people who are 18 plus. Under. Or it's, it's what's regulating under that they, they, they want, they want you to at least be an adult before you make the decision to. Right. So they want to bar parents from making these decisions for kids because, you know, there's this whole argument of whether or not parents are forcing ideas upon a a kid. And then the kid gets a little bit older and was like, well, I was just experimenting with my thoughts. I wasn't really sure. But now I'm, you know, halfway in between this or or whatever. So they would still be able to um, prescribe the medicines that block puberty which, you know, I, I don't want to get off in the weeds about that because that's very different than a sexual reassignment surgery. But I think it's an interesting approach because they call it the do no harm approach. And while I, I think I think they're missing an important step here, which is if you want to bar parents from doing this, shouldn't you make and I can't believe I'm saying this, but in the interest of, um, I guess, streamlining the logic, shouldn't you make sexual reassignment surgeries illegal like make it a crime like a child abuse an act of child abuse um or child cruelty so that you have a reason to stop a parent from doing something because we you know we say you can't leave your kid home alone because it's neglect or abuse or you can't you can't um starve them because it's neglect and abuse understandably but Otherwise, you're just usurping a decision, which I am, you know, vehemently opposed to, but you're usurping a decision of a parent over a child, which is essentially their property. I mean, for lack of a better word, like the parent is supposed to have autonomy over their child, not the state. Well, there's also the the psychologists that tell parents uh, that if you don't go along with this, they're going to commit suicide. Sure, but the psychologist isn't doesn't come into any of this. So no, I agree. But I, you know, I, I like agree, the parent that, that, is the one on the hook. So shouldn't you make it some sort of offense for the? Also, if you follow me on Facebook, you know that I've had a problem with roosters and chickens in my yard lately. If you hear that cockadoodle doing, the, the damn rooster is back in the yard. Not my rooster. Anyway, um. I apologize. There's a I joke can't. in there somewhere. Yeah, there's lots of jokes, but um, I'm not going to get into them right now, especially on this subject matter. But um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like they're just really... <laughs> rooster, the rooster removal bill. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're really just jumping the gun here. Um, I, I know where they're trying to get, but I'm not sure this is the right... You know. Yeah, yeah, and and I agree with that. Is is this is like a lot of things we talk about. We talked about last week. I understand and agree with the sentiment. It's that government is so clumsy at doing things that one, this bill doesn't do anything. 
you can just cross state lines and, and, and if you really care. I mean, if you, if you have the money to get it done and all that stuff, you can cross state lines. Um, it's this, it, it, we, we all understand the problem. What we don't agree with is the solution to the problem. And government does things so clumsily that I don't think this will have the intended effect, if that makes sense. Well, and then there's another interesting argument in there about how they say it violates the it's unconstitutional. The opponents to the bill, of course, say that it's unconstitutional because it violates the equal protection clause of access because, you know, some people over 18 are allowed to have this um, procedure done. And while, you know, you can make arguments that children are not allowed to have all kinds of things done, the argument, here's another reason that we haven't, like, as, as much as we all may feel one way or another, the courts have really not come down with a concrete thing. And it's not in code what is concrete about any of this. So whether or not this is a mandatory uh, surgery because of a ment- underlying mental health issue, whatever reason that may be, like you're now you're now you're off in the weeds about you're going to get sued because this could you may not have access. The government is preventing you from having access to something that you claim is necessary for X, Y and Z. Again, I'm not saying I agree with that, but it's kind of like the preemptive heartbeat bill, how it immediately just triggered a flurry of lawsuits. Right. Well, I I don't I don't see the constitutional argument with it. Uh, you don't you can't get new tatas at at 16 years old. You know, doctors, but I don't know if that's state imposed or if it's within the AMA or or, or most. Yeah, it's not law. I mean, if your parents, yeah, yeah it's just it's just ha- something that that's not done. You know, you don't you don't take somebody who, first of all, is not fully grown. And start messing messing with their body, but the other is it's you know get, getting new knockers is life altering. Uh, good or bad it doesn't matter. It's life altering, and uh, you know they they want you to be a decision making adult before they go and stick silicone bags in you. So I I don't know. I do know we also have Delta Eight on the chopping block. Yep. Also, the Senate. Um, if you're keeping following score. the trend, yeah, the Senate is really just screwing it all up lately. But um, the House, I mean, knock on wood, because we still got a ways to go. But they haven't been so bad. But um, this is Kay Kilpatrick from Cobb County. She also is famous on the show for her ridiculous ideas. But um, she wants to. Quote, protect consumers and prevent THC products like Delta 8 from getting into the hands of children. She says this bill is not a ban. It's simply for us to add a process for protecting the public by testing, labeling, and protecting minors. Um, Again, that's a parent's role to protect their minors. Um, And what's hilarious is she talks about minors, but she, her bill includes testing requirements for consumable hemp products. Um... And then sets parameters and licensing requirements for the retailers and then codifies the a ban on sales to people under 21, which 
my understanding of a minor is that it is 17 and under, not 18, 19, 20, and 21, but. Unless you want to smoke a cigarette. Well, yes, but I mean, she's talking about consumable hemp products. Right. Look, the stuff that, that she quotes about about kids taking it, generally speaking, the hemp products in, in food form, in gummy form, are packaged very differently. They also uh, uh, say on them what it is, and they also don't taste good. It's mm-hmm. it, th- this idea that getting a a weed gummy tastes like getting uh, some black forest gummy bears from the grocery store. It's not true. They don't taste particularly good. Hey, look! Bef- before anybody hops on the bandwagon, I, I remember seeing Jello in the fridge one day as a kid and wanting some, but my mother, you know, telling me, "No, you can't have that Jello. I'll make you some other ones." Because They'd had friends over the night before around the pool and and had jello shots. But it that was parenting. No, David, you can't you you can't have that jello, but I'll make you some. Or no, that that that's uh that's that's adult jello, or as my sister-in-law puts it with with the with the boys when uh, uh when we go over and have uh have a glass of wine is that's mommy juice. Mm-hmm. Is that's not that's not for you, and that's parenting. I I, I don't I don't know. I uh, the the Republicans jump up and stomp about uh, the Democrats wanting to take people from cradle to grave, and then they they start passing laws that uh, affect people from cradle to grave. Well, and I really loved her comment on the um, the bill where she said. She's a doctor, by the way, so that tells you everything you need to know because far too many doctors are against any type of thing other than an opioid addiction. But um, she said, I won't mention any names, but in this body, I've had several people come up to me and tell me that they had chewed a gummy of Delta 8, and I'm not going to violate HIPAA. Okay, she doesn't apply. HIPAA does not apply to people in the legislature just walking up to her and saying, hey, I got super high off a Delta 8 gummy, but... She said, I'm not going to violate HIPAA, but I will say that people are taken aback by the effects that they get from these products. And in fact, nobody really knows what they're getting when they have these products. So this is, for me, a public safety issue. Look, you should not eat a Delta-8 gummy and then go drive. And I've I've spoken to people who've who've taken it and uh, been shocked by, yeah, I was kind of out of it. Most people I know that use Delta-8 or Delta-9, because uh, you can get Delta-9 gummies, it's, it has to be under a certain milligram per, per square, they, they, they use it at the end of the day to go to sleep. Uh, well, they, they chew it up and go lay down. And I think this part is really important because, you know, it's, all, it's supposed to be about facts, not hysteria. But um, there is an article by Georgia Public Broadcasting, and they – because Chuck Huffstetler from the Senate, um, he's from Northwest Georgia, he, in all his glory, said that this doesn't go far enough um, and that we're handing these candies out to children and teenagers. He said, we've had a lot of calls to poison control line, ER visit, and stuff like that from people who are taking more than they should. So 
GPB reported what the Georgia Poison Center had received in the last since 2018. And in 2022, they received 14 calls related to synthetic THC. Um, 191 calls total in the last four years, which is like nothing. There are 10 million people who live in the state of Georgia. All right. So the reason that people take more than they should is when consumed as an edible, uh, THC takes a long time to hit. You know, it takes 30 minutes to an hour. So what happens is people take one gummy and they wait 30 minutes and nothing's happening and go, well, the, you know, this is bull. And they take another one or take another one. And then, you know, an hour and a half later, they're, they're stoned off their butts. You know, it's, it, it's the equivalent of, of throwing down 10 shots at, at, at one sitting and go, well, I don't feel anything yet. Well, you don't. It hasn't hit your bloodstream. Uh, with, with edibles, that's, that's what happens is, and this is what we find in places like Colorado and D.C. and California, is the, the number one thing that gets people in that condition is they take an edible and then take another one and take another one because they don't feel anything yet. And when it finally does hit them, they're, you know, they're, they're off their ass stoned. Uh, so that's, that's what I see uh, as, as far as when, when people are using it, I don't see people take, taking one and then, then going and taking, going to sleep as what's going on with it. They also called these poison control lines, and then that was it. It's not like they're reporting dying. Yeah, well. They- I mean, my dog <laughs> ate a bunch of vitamins one time, and I had to call the emergency line for dog poisoning, and they were like, it's okay. I made the call, but the dog didn't die. Well, that's the, that's the thing, is is uh, one of the side effects of getting really stoned is paranoia. Is, you know, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And, and we find that with ERs, again, in Colorado and places uh, that have legal weed is they they get this, they start getting paranoid and uh, get nervous and think they're going to die. And that's just simply not the case. But this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at georgiavirtue.com. That disclaimer says you can't hold Dr. Cool accountable for the crap I say. Hmm. All right. Hee-haw. It's time for the mule. Victor Anderson from Habersham County, state representative. Last week, um, he pushed through House Bill 121 to regulate wakeboarding and wake surfing um, to prohibit the water activities during from sunset to sunrise on a body of water less than 50 acres in size on a body of water with a width less less than 400 feet um when there is a dock a pier a boathouse or another structure completely or partially in the water within 200 feet and when not wearing a life jacket so you can't do it any of these times but if the DNR commissioner has issued a permit for a special event because, you know, they received money, um, then all those safety measures are again rescinded and you can wakeboard and wake surf during those times. So um, state rep Victor Anderson is the mule. And then um, 
174 of our 180 state reps are um, follow-up mules behind that wagon because they all voted for it. It passed with only six dissenting votes, which is embarrassing. Like, it's wakeboarding. It's also only dangerous to the people involved. Now, look, I, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time on lakes. I'm a saltwater guy. But the time I have spent on lakes, yeah, they're annoying. Actually, jet skis are more annoying than wakeboarders. Because, um, you know, if, I, if I'm sitting there fishing, a you know, jet ski will cut across your damn uh, fishing line and, and keep going. Uh, yeah, 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 that's stupid. If, if you're wakeboarding without a life preserver, you're only endangering yourself. If, if that's the decision you make, well, you know, sometimes so bad it. things happen. Yeah, bad things happen because you make bad decisions. Uh, I assume that places like Lake Point, which I, I don't know if you've you've been around Lake Point, but it's a, a sports facility, but they have wakeboarding and stuff like that in ponds. They do competitions there. They'll have the, you know... The, the monster team and all that stuff out there to do to do ski jumps and and wakeboarding on on a on a cable. I'm sure they'll pay the money to get to get that. But you know, oftentimes you don't know if you're 200 feet from a pier or or, or a, a dock. I mean, uh, it's yeah, it's it, definitely the mule. Definitely the mule. Now we get to liar, liar, pants ablaze. Yes, that would be um, Guyton police officer, Marquise Parker. He pulled over friend of the show, Andy Harville, last week. Um, and is freaking hilarious, man. So he pulls Andy over. Andy goes into the gas station, gets gas, goes inside, does some stuff, comes out. When he when he pulled into the gas station, the officer was sitting in the next driveway, um, and he was at the gas station for 13 minutes or so. He goes to leave, and there's a roundabout just to the right of the exit. And so an 18-wheeler pulls up, and obviously an 18-wheeler can't zoom through a roundabout like the rest of us. So it stops and it is literally blocking Andy's entire view of um, traffic coming his direction. So he and he's trying to turn left, so he doesn't turn. He just sits there, and he has a dash camera rolling, and he sits there. I mean, he approaches the stop sign very slowly because he's coming from the gas pump, but he rolls his car up to it, and then he is sitting for a full minute when he finally turns left onto the roadway, and he gets about. 20, 30 seconds down the road and gets blue lighted by Guyton Police Department, um, who proceeds to <laughs> come up and ask him why he ran the stop sign and ask for his license. He goes back and runs his license. And then now he, he left Parker's and got stopped by a Parker. Correct. Correct. He did. Um, no, re- no relation. No relation. No. Parker's hires much better employees than. Guyton Police Department. But um <laughs> I love Parkers. But anyway, um yeah, so he comes back and I guess he decides he doesn't say I'm giving you a warning, just hands the license back and says, um, you know, 
you need to be more careful. Uh, make sure you stop at those stop signs. And Andy had been polite the whole time. Quite honestly, the officer had been polite as well, other than the fact that he was lying and violating. Was 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 wrong on everything besides being polite. Right. Um, but he says, you know, Andy says, you don't have a dash camera, right? And he said, that's fine. And he was like, okay. And he said, it's a stop sign right there. So if you have a dash cam, it'll show you running. It'll show you running the stop sign. So, and Andy's like, okay. And Parker says, okay, have a good day. And he says, you too, and drives off. Well, of course, Andy, you know, sends me a message. And I'm like, let's let's burn it down. Let's go. And so he requested, I mean, he already had his stop on dash cam. And that includes him getting pulled over you can hear the audio of it but he requested the body cam of the officer everything too and i mean i believed andy because i know he tells the truth and we've been friends for a while now and so that was never a question but i had no idea that it was going to be a minute like so blatant that he's literally just sitting there like another car even pulls up behind the 18 wheeler and he has to wait for that car to go too um and it's all captured on camera and you know it just goes to show you that gotten police will lie about anything and then blame the public and say that they're pro- provoked and woe is me and blah, yeah blah, blah. and and I watched the video and he is and I know he's a thorn in in Guyton's side but it no he's he's a detractor is what they've called us yeah. I, yeah, the 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 uh, the blonde bomber of uh, of Guyton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's. I I mean it's it's hard to even give the give this officer the benefit of the doubt. One, if from the vantage point, he couldn't have seen if if Andy stopped. You know, based on where I saw him in the video. Is it possible that that Officer Parker thought he rolled through it? It's possible because of the vantage point. But in my opinion, is it is it probable cause to to make a traffic stop? No, because you could not see it. You were behind a tree. Uh, right. From from where I, what I saw in the video is he has a he's hidden. You know, he's he's looking for speeders. I don't know why you look for speeders at a roundabout because everybody has to slow down. Well, that's but, exactly it. He's sitting there looking for someone to harass. Right. And did, did he know it was it was his vehicle? It's possible. It's entirely yes. possible because Guyton's not that damn big. No, and Andy has a fairly, I mean, you can only tell it is a black truck, but, and I'm not going to give out a bunch of specific details about it, but. What, what's one, his tag number? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, he he has a recognizable truck and it's. It has sounds that are recognizable, and it's visibly recognizable. And oh, Andy, Andy's a redneck. And Andy's uh, Andy, Andy, Andy's a redneck. Okay, I, I, I'm with him. Andy is a <laughs> has a unique look about him too, with his beard, and he's a big guy. Like he knew exactly who he was pulling over before he pulled him over. Right. Because so the, he would have uh, never walked up to the window and said, "Good morning, I'm Officer Parker with the Guyton Police Department." You know, do you know, like he wouldn't have started off so over the top polite, too, if he didn't know exactly who it was. Yeah. And that's the thing is, 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 look, if you live in Fulton County, there's a fairly good uh, uh, chance that the officer stopping you doesn't know who the hell you are. If you're in Guyton, 
And, and unless it's your first day there, chances are that that officer knows who, exactly who you are before you ask for your license. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that one, that, that, that was, that was a good one. Yeah. It was that, actually really fun too, because like it was so ridiculous and over the top that you couldn't, you couldn't believe it. But did Parker stop in the middle of it and do a uh, a, a TikTok, TikTok and dance? No, and I think it has to do with the fact that um, he's not the beloved TikTok officer. Oh well, no, I know, I I understand. <laughs> he doesn't have but the following, it, so it wouldn't be worth it, you know. But yeah, uh, uh, that one was. Maybe he was hoping that your buddy would. Uh, would would be a would be a peckerhead about it, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that would he was hoping for an excuse, and didn't get it. It, it was handled professionally on both sides, but yeah, the uh, the officer Parker was uh, was wrong. One, uh, two. There's no way he 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 could have seen somebody not stopping, which is which is crazy to me. Is you didn't stop a stop sign. No, uh, you mean the stop sign was that for like five minutes? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he, he handled it perfectly. It's just it was it was one of those things where you watch it like the the only motivation could possibly be intimidation, which is stop you and let you know we're watching you and give you a warning. Yep, pretty much. All right, Jess. As I spent way too long talking about my favorite subject, myself. <laughs> we we come down to your closing thought. Um, I just wanted to remind or announce to people, I guess, that if you have not seen the video of whether it's a clip, uh, the full thing, as much as you can possibly find, because I assure you, if you find one, you're going to be like, I, I need to see more. If you can, if you have not seen the video of the grand jury four person from the Fulton County Trump inquiry with um show favorite. Fanny, as Dave called her, Willis. Um, you need to go find her her video. She she did this like coy schoolgirl, um, giddy interview about Trump, and I don't want to spoil it because I don't want I don't want to say too much about it if you haven't seen it, because I could never do it justice because I don't talk like that. Um, but she talks like she's summarizing a date she had the night before. Um, and it's 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 a show. I I I'm concerned that her fellow jurors picked her because they voted for her to be the the four person. So if you haven't found it, I will link it in the show. But um, if you haven't if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it because it is just incredible. Oh, it's cringe. I mean, it's. I'm guessing she got the job as four person because nobody else wanted it. Um, Perhaps. But yeah, it is. Everything bad about talking to a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Other than the like, um, like, um, she didn't do that, but she did everything else. Yeah, it's not as bad. The two words I hate put together are like literally. Literally, yes. 
No, like literally. I know. I they know. will put the two of them together. Like, are we talking about a simile or are we talking about something literal? Uh, it, but yeah, it's it's everything bad about talking to a, a to a teenage girl, and yeah, uh, it's 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 also one of the things that when I see younger contestants on Jeopardy when they have the up speak, everything sounds like a question, annoys mm-hmm. the living piss out of me. But yeah, it, it that that video is is worth a worth a uh, worth a view, and if it's on the Georgia Virtue, definitely click on it. It's. It's worth seeing. It's just, it's worse than The Office with, you know, Office used cringe sort of comedy, um, which I, which I'm not a fan of, but, but it, the whole thing was just, it just, it, 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 if you have any faith in the grand jury system, this will destroy it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't have much of a closing thought. My opening thought took up half the damn show, and I'm sorry. So, don't be for sorry. Eric, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not sorry. To, I'm not sorry to the cancelers. Uh, for Eric Cumbie, our editor who turns our awful audio into something you listen to. For Jessica Salaji, my partner's endeavor. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. Catch me howling at the moon